0: Welcome to the constant struggle. I'm Nick Watson. <laughs> it's I'm all,
1: Watson. I'm Ryan Hughes. It's already a struggle. <laughs> and here we go.
2: <laughs> um, we have a special guest today uh, who just uh, introduced himself, Ryan Hughes.
1: Did I steal your thunder? I'm sorry. Hello. Hello.
2: No, no, there's no thunder to be stolen.
1: This is not Thundercast again. I know. Okay. We had a
0: Thundercast a while ago. No, oh, really? A, no, there was a good. Well, oh yeah, we didn't storm. have
2: a Thundercast. It could just because it was raining. There was thunder yeah, in, in the. the oh, okay, yeah. I see. But it's not like we went for years. Producing Waiting
1: a, for the Thunder show
2: called Thundercast. Uh, then, yeah.
1: What <laughs> would that show even be like? I, I'm just a of, lot of disappointment. I'm guessing. <laughs> I, I would picture just like no, but it's like it's the Thunder Dome of podcasts, oh. right? uh Oh. So, so so two podcasts would enter. Only one can <laughs> yeah. exit.
2: Or maybe it's like a. Oh, Specifically when there's a thunderstorm, we that's podcast. when we record.
0: Wow, that would be... I mean, if you lived in Florida, there'd be a lot of podcasting, but over here, not very much. I feel
2: like in September... Or in, oh, no, like in, in the it's like podcast season. months... Yeah, it would be podcast season.
1: Yeah. That would be good. In tropical areas, the, the podcast oh, yeah. would just be way more intense.
2: Yeah. Just call it
1: hurricane
0: cast.
2: Oh. <laughs> Listen up, Florida. I've got an idea for you.
0: cast. This sucks. <laughs> we hate oh, yeah, this exactly. podcast. I just be
2: like, well, we, we might die in a yeah. second now. Um,
0: because yeah, a piece of wood flew through our wall
2: and ended in in my forehead.
1: Yeah, which I, sucks. I love how Florida's become this kind of, um, it's become this kind of weird punchline recently. Like it has been on the internet for a long, long time, but like now, like talk show hosts and stuff are, are making Florida jokes. Yeah, it's getting you
0: know, it's getting bigger, that's true. I, I think bath salts probably helped a lot when there was that zombie <laughs> k- killing.
2: So are we saying Florida's <laughs> the new Texas in terms of, like...
0: Yeah, Texas was crazy for a while.
2: Right, Like, because then it was always, like... If they led getting...
0: the country in uh, drive-through beer services. Sweet. Yeah. Liquor in general. If you
2: were talking, like, Hicks, usually it was, like...
0: Texas. yeah texas was the one wow well, we're, i don't
2: even think see, it's we've like, already gone into I, under prejudice territory yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i i don't think it's i don't think it's even so much with florida that it's like a hick thing or like i don't even it's think just it's, nuts i don't think it's a particularly even like a, a racial thing most of the time except that i think most of these dudes that they cover in the stories are kind of like sort of southern florida e white dudes but right. um
2: except pitbull
1: I guess, but he's never in these stories no, you're right? right but, but uh, he was busy. He was elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. um, I think their politics has
0: played into it because they have the uh, Defend Your ground stuff. I guess. and then yeah. the George Bush Hanging Chad stuff of 2000. Oh yeah, yeah. And but yeah, like it's like the, the sort
1: of the, the cultural understanding of Florida the pop cultural understanding of Florida right now seems to be just sort of this place where just like insane and kind of slightly trashy things. Or extremely trashy things kind yeah. of happen. Maybe yeah. more people you know. have
0: gone to Florida, so everyone knows about it now. <laughs>
1: maybe.
2: Yeah, information about Florida is more accessible than it has ever been before, and therefore.
1: Maybe it's yeah. Maybe it's always been like this. And, have you been and to Florida? Never have. We've
0: yeah. been. We've been a lot. What? Well, for I went
2: three times. For people
1: who have survived trips to Florida. <laughs> That's true. For Canadians Absolutely. in Florida, three. You're like a vet. That's like yeah, you've done three. I'm tours. pretty much a senior citizen. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, speaking of Florida. Yeah? Let's change the subject.
0: Okay.
1: Awesome.
2: <laughs> Ryan Hughes. Yes. Actor. Yes. Director. Uh,
1: used to be, sure. Not so much these days.
2: Screenwriter. Scripts. Uh, playwright. I do that. Improviser.
1: Improviser. Newly minted sketch comedian.
0: Oh.
2: Oh.
1: Yes. Renaissance man. Renaissance
2: all around renaissance
1: man i'm a a multi-hatter that's for sure
2: ryan what is your biggest artistic struggle constantly that happens on a constant basis
1: oh i see the title is not just a a clever title it it actually plays into the theme excellent (laughs) (laughs) uh it, it um do you mean from, like, a financial standpoint, from a personal standpoint? Well, if the
2: financial standpoint was the biggest thing that you had yeah, to Yeah, man, deal just, with.
1: um, well, it's interesting, because, because recently I, uh, I had, I had a day job for the longest time, mm-hmm. for about three and a half or four years, like, basically since I moved right. Right. here. because here. you're from? I'm from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, North America um canada's florida i'm joking i'm, oh, joking. I'm oh, joking canada's oh. texas yeah it is yeah
2: but since florida is the
1: new texas fair okay sure um but uh, so now that there's no oil yeah <laughs> no i've been here about five years and i've been working day jobs most of that time and then very recently the job i'd been at for three and a half years or so um the like the, the company was closing down Oh, okay. Like the, so so it was like, I knew it was coming for a long time. Um, and I just kind of stuck it out because if I stuck it out, there'd be like a sticking it out bonus, basically. Mm, and then there'd be severance and I would qualify for like employment insurance. Because uh, I've looked for work in this city without employment insurance before. And that's a oh, stressful man. and depressing oh, thing. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll hang in there for that. So... I haven't had a job for the last few months. I've been living on that, uh, severance and I, I'm sort of, you know, I'm sort of, sort of treating like this time where I've got like the severance money and I'll have, you know, uh, employment insurance coming soon. I'm sort of treating this time as sort of my last best shot at just going for it. At like making the creative thing happen. Man, it's like Well, yeah. I have this amount of time where I don't have to worry about like starving to death. And you know like I can make this happen. I can try to make this happen. I can get you know, so that's the plan We'll see if that happens um, I've already hit a few snags with regards to when certain things are kicking in and whatever But that's all kind of boring and logistical. So that's been an interesting new struggle um, Which I'm don't, I don't I guess I probably can't speak a lot about just because it's fairly new no, but it's well,
0: still... what's good for us is this is different than the stuff that Bree and I have to. Yeah, our struggles are basically my I... family time and
1: work mm-hmm. and Bree's job. So I you...
2: dream of the day where I'm let go, so I'm gonna have a couple <laughs> my
1: off. I gotta tell you, the last year and a half of where I was working, that was that was a big dream. That was a big, big, and they were very. And I, I always feel. I never want to sort of give the impression that it was the worst place to work because it wasn't. Right. It was. They were very supportive of. I really liked the people there, and they were very supportive of, like, just me being an actor and all the weird bullshit that goes along with so, that. Yeah, like having
0: it, to go to. Yeah. Like I was having, having to do
1: interviews, auditions, <laughs> ducking out for auditions. They and, didn't have a problem with that. No, no, they were like, I could. There were certain days where it was obviously probably a little inconvenient for them or whatever, yeah. but like. I brought it up at the interview when I was like, look, I'm an actor. I have to be able to leave and I'll totally make up the time Yeah, and it'll be fine. But like, I need to do this or don't hire me. And okay. they hired me anyway. And it was fine. Everyone there was very nice and it was uh, a good place to work and they were very supportive. But it just was not what I wanted to be doing. Yeah, like, I mean, this this is very familiar territory for you guys, I'm sure. Well, that's it's um, the point. That's
0: man. the wheelhouse of the podcast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, you know it's that's not having that to deal with is new there's new things that i have to deal with now like the fact that i for the last four years i've had a pretty decent middle class income because of this job Mm -hmm. and suddenly i'm like hand to mouth oh man out of nowhere and it's been a number of years since i've had to worry about money in any substantial way aside from a couple of weeks here and there yeah because
2: you booked some gigs and you've booked some commercials sure I've been I've been
1: pretty lucky with the acting thing and and, you know on top of the day job with you know I had a couple of years where I was in a decent amount of commercials I I I didn't have to worry about money for a couple of years like I was there was always money in the bank there was always money that I could spend Mm -hmm. I was very lucky Um, I thought that was really cool and now I'm kind of at the opposite end of things where
2: like I have to live on ramen noodles (laughs) this year's
1: been a little light acting wise as well and that happens there are heavy years there are light years it's fine
2: i heard there was like a significant reduction in the amount of like uh you know things that were being shot on account of the pan am games
1: it could be because that really could why is be. that
0: because people it, were being tied up in production or
2: well uh, because it was taking up a lot of like um you know resources resources and, and uh, geography venues and, and, yeah exactly um and, and just uh,
1: and, yeah and just the inconvenience of getting around for that exactly. period of time Yeah, it it probably would have been like, well, let's just reschedule this and we'll not.
0: Well, that's interesting because I I work downtown and we see a lot of production normally, like Mm -hmm. just around our work because we've got some like a, a good mix of buildings. Some of them look really period and then some are just like big old skyscrapers like that look like New York. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of productions around lately and since like, I don't a summer, bunch
2: like just recently like they're uh, yeah. starting to go back up yeah. is they
0: might that even, is that seasonal like oh, do yeah. they normally start in September well, that makes or?
2: sense right because that's when you're I mean like the fall shows or what well, then again the well they, fall the shows fall already shows are probably yeah shooting, <laughs> shooting like in the spring and the exactly, summer exactly yeah
1: um you know I like I don't know I don't really know the production <laughs> end of it super well but like okay. it's definitely seasonal like you know stuff shoots year round here like it's a big enough city and it's a New York-y enough city that that there's always going to be something shooting here. And chicago And chicago And sort of just generally North American-y. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sort <laughs> of nor- northeasterly or midwesterly kind of city. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure it drops off in the winter. Uh, you know, I'm sure it's... Uh,
0: yeah, that's when all the Canadian movies get done. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Paul Gross's movies. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh,
0: sorry. Wow, oh, that was a crappy
2: note. Just I don't know. Coming out. I, don't like,
0: I don't know if I'm going to like the look of it.
2: Wow well, i'll go see it
0: anyway really why because it's paul gross
2: because i like paul gross yeah i respect what if it's all like
0: oh isn't it great the canadian government goes to wars all the time now Woo!
1: is that like that's not is that uh, i have no idea okay (laughs) it's i was just like are you implying that that's a thing that paul gross is super into i don't know
0: pat the passion is it passion was that his last movie
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes passion yeah about World War, about a battle in World War One. Well,
2: oh, it wasn't all about government though.
0: No, it was about having a three-way during the war. Was no, that? It? It was just, <laughs> what? Oh no, sorry. I was thinking. It was about, supposed
2: to be about the war, but it ended up being about their little love story.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay.
2: People were. I was disappointed because I was like, sorry, super the, into the war.
0: The three-way. I was mixing that up with uh, Pearl Harbor movie. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a three-way in Pearl Well, they, they didn't three. It was a love triangle. Yeah,
1: that's that's different than dead. a three-way. I I love just, triangle. If they would have went for the three,
0: if they went for the menage, it would have resolved all the problems, and they could have focused on defeating the Japanese way earlier. Right. <laughs> I think.
2: Thinking, Nick's been watching the porn version of uh, Pearl Harbor. I, I, uh, I, Pearl I, Necklace I, Harbor. Oh, there there no. it is. There it is. Oh, No.
1: Oh, no yes pearl harder well done yeah. <laughs> all right pearl. Oh, oh this is the first oh. time we've got into this oh, okay the, i think the i think the, that particular well is dry
2: uh um, we're gonna think here about more
1: tonight. no i gotta let it go <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll keep on the go we'll, we'll get back. let's get back to my struggle yes please. i'm sorry <laughs> um no, yeah. So I mean, that's a new one. Like the new, it's kind of a new financial struggle for me because I, the struggle used to be yes, absolutely time and energy and uh, spending. You know, a third of your life, at least, doing something that you doing don't... doing something that yeah you don't necessarily like. I mean, I don't, I don't ever want to imply because I don't think it's true that I'm like I'm too good for a day job or.
0: But it's not the dream. That's it's the... no, it's
1: not. It's not what I want to be doing. Yeah. Um, and, and that can be hard like even though it's like great there's lots of people in the city that don't have a job I'm super lucky to have a job that is very accommodating Yeah. but it's still it's a third of my life that yeah. I'm that I'm doing something that, that is draining my resources and as I get older you know I'm in my late 30s now I, I like those I, when I was in my 20s I could just do 8 million things and never sleep and it was fine but I can't do that anymore no, like, I have a limited amount of focus
2: I used to do that, but I wish I would have known that I wanted to do comedy because that would have been the prime time to They're do really it. I right know. But instead I was working at a movie theater until like 2 in the morning. Which is tickled. funny because,
0: <laughs> oh, no, 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 that's not very conducive to working in comedy at all. No, evening hours? hours? Yeah, because your hours, it's the exactly. same hours of going to yeah, do an, okay. a mic or something. Yeah, Yeah. no, I and that's, yeah, I mean, that's the
1: thing, right? I feel the same way. Like, I, I feel like... Like, I just very recently got into comedy in, like, a... Like, I've been an actor since I was a teenager, and I've acted in a lot of comedies, and I've done comedic acting, but to actually be, like, making sketches and doing improv, and it's like, the thing I am making is comedy. Yeah. That's, like, two years old for me. Mm. Like, that's a brand new you're thing an, for me. You're a
2: comedy baby. I'm a
1: comedy baby, but it's weird because, like, I just went through the conservatory program in Second City, hmm. and, like, I'm... You know, I'm 38 years old. I'm almost 39. I'll be 39 in a couple of weeks. Yeah, but
2: you don't look it.
1: No, no. I'm a younger looking dude. But, um, <laughs> but you know, uh, ask my knees sometime and they'll oh. tell you. Um, <laughs> Does
0: this part have a lot of stairs in it? Oh, God. <laughs> uh,
1: but, the, the, uh, but all my classmates are not, like, you know, they are they sort of range from, like, 24 to, like, to, I think the oldest is, like, probably 28 or 29. Right. Uh like, oh, well, yeah. like, I was like our director uh, that we had for our, our final, like, six months, Carly Heffernan, uh, who was our teacher and our mentor and, like, a comedy genius. I love her. Um, like, I'm nine, like, I'm almost nine years older than her. Yeah. I'm like, I'm older by far than, like, the person who's teaching me. Which is like whatever. Like it's it doesn't mean that she can't teach me, but it's just like oh man, I yeah, just must, re- I, you felt position, kinda, I felt it sometimes. I felt it sometimes. You know, it was weird. It was a and so I'm with you. I kind of wish that I'd come to it earlier because I just sort of feel like I don't know because I try to make friends with a lot of these because I'm all like these are the people I'm hanging out with in the right. comedy community, and some I'm, you know sometimes I'm just like am I just coming across like. Like the like the fifty year old guy oh, in the man. in the in the hostel who's like, hey, what are you kids hey. up to today? What are you gonna? Are you gonna go see the sights? Uh, come play canasta with me, like uh, you know. Great. I, you know that's all my own weird self consciousness and it's fine, but uh, but yeah. So that, that's yeah. I feel you on that. Like this, man. I wish I stumbled into this like ten years ago. You the know? good side
0: of it though is you're gonna have. Uh, a more mature perspective on comedy and life.
1: And, and part, that's and that's what comedy is crying out for, is a mature perspective. You know what, well, I don't even... <laughs> I think it's more... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess... Uh, but media in general
0: right now is yeah. very... It's been very youth-orientated for... Uh, since, since like, the mid-'80s. Everything's sure. kind of moved to... I watched
2: to, recently that had that exactly as a...
0: The Hardwick's mentioned it somewhere. Uh, I think when he was talking about... Uh, Back to the future, yeah. yeah.
2: Was it Back to the Future, or was he talking to Rob Lowe? About yeah, how, there you go. Yeah, that's he where was I'm talking to it. Rob, okay, about how, like, up when the Brat Pack came out, it was like from that point on,
0: they moved the demographic yeah. that everyone covets from like down to 15 18
1: to, to 25. 25. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 no, it is. It's very, it's very youth oriented, and I mean, and that's like, and hell, like, I mean, you know, young comedians are doing. Like, brilliant stuff. Like, Broad City, come on. That's, right, that's brilliant, sh- brilliant. And yeah. they're, they're, like, what? They're, like, 26, 27? Like, that's great. It's fantastic. But, uh, yeah, like, it is a little weird. I'm just sort of like, am I gonna... Like, am I, like, too old to even be on, like, Second City main stage? Which is, like, the kind of the mainstream place to be in comedy, right? Like, you know?
0: Well, at least you have the acting stuff as your foundation as well. Like... Yeah. I always have the acting to fall back on. No, not to fall back on. I mean to add to the comedy and to the performance. Yeah, no. Well, you yeah. take it
2: more seriously as well, I think. I mean, if you've devoted this... Like, acting was your career, you know? Sure. Uh, you, you've studied it.
1: I've sort of crossed the Rubicon at this point. I mean, I can't really retrain at this point.
2: You've, But you you're you're have trained, Yeah, you're getting it. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the... I mean, uh, consider the people who are in your conservatory class. Sure. How many of them will still be doing comedy even next year? You know, one year from now. I'm looking at my class, and the drop-off rate was gigantic. There'll sure. There maybe three of us probably still doing
1: comedy. Yeah. I don't know. Um, my class, like, I mean, it's hard. I can't be objective about the people I just spent a year doing like really intense work with. Yeah. But, but you know, I, I think, I, I think that they could all keep at it. Yeah. So well, I hoped that yeah, like all what, whether know, or not they do, can, you know. yeah, yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah, so, well, sometimes you know, it's like life gets in the way or or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, I just found it surprising how few people had the discipline to continue with it unless they were like unless they had a specific place to be a specific night of the week.
1: It's hard, yeah. It's and we're kind of discovering that now because we've been we we've been done for about a month or so. Yeah. And. It's it's really interesting. Like we're like a few of us have an improv troupe. Okay. Uh, Peggy, Peggy Molson. Molson. <laughs> uh, when's ah, your next, I get it. <laughs> when's, <Yeah>. our,
2: <laughs> when's your next show?
1: Oh well, we uh, we just got into the semifinals at uh, at the TKO uh, improv tournament. That's a part of the Big City Improv Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Our semifinal show is on October thirteenth at uh, Comedy Bar at eight pm.
2: There you go. Check that. Uh,
1: plug, plug, plug. I'll put a. Uh,
2: what day of the week is that's like Tuesday. Tuesday.
1: Tuesday okay, yeah. cool. Uh, hash, uh, the Twitter is at Peggy Molson. Uh, so I'll, uh, make see sure you all. To, I'll
2: make sure to put a link to the event.
1: See you all there.
2: The web page.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like, and we, you know, and we started this just sort of at the end of con because we were like. Well What's this is con. Uh, so you mentioned that before the con- sh- it's it's short for conservatory. It's the oh, conservatory okay. program at Second City. Cool, right. Uh, so I thought there was a convention
0: you... of uh, of improvs <laughs> that I missed. or something Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah the about. improv. Sorry, shop top guys. Um,
2: <laughs> but my, Nick and I also went to uh, Confederation High School. So oh, we also call right, that right. con as well. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of cons in our
1: lives. But uh, <laughs> but like a couple pros. Pro nothing. <laughs> con all. <laughs> but we yeah, we started uh, we started that just as as, as Conservatory was winding down. Uh, we had a few weeks left, and we were like, this is a thing, and then we can keep going forward with this. Yeah. And it'll be a thing to do so that we don't, like, it just doesn't end, and then we're just not all sitting around twiddling our thumbs. right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and it was great, but then it was like, we didn't realize until it was actually done, and we no longer were meeting every Monday mm-hmm. from 6 to 9 p.m. for a year. And all of a sudden, we didn't have that Monday anymore, and we didn't... And all of a sudden, it was just like we had taken that Monday so for granted. Yeah. And it was it was just like, and I still find myself thinking occasionally like we're if we've got a bunch of scheduling questions in the air and someone hasn't like responded to something on our Facebook chat or whatever, it's like, and I'll just be ah we'll sort it out on Monday. No. Yeah. Wouldn't it no, be we can't. If you could, yeah. Yeah. No, we actually have to like you know make a time to meet now. Yeah. So. Well, we, you
2: couldn't have just kept the Monday? Was that not convenient? Well, no,
1: because, uh, like, a lot of people, um, because <laughs> the Monday was coming free, you know, they had to free it up for work, or they right. had to, you know, so, so that's kind of, but it's fine, like, we're, we're figuring it out, we're fi- but it's all, like, all, you just have to learn all these new habits. For sure. And you have to, and all of a sudden it's just like, oh, oh, right, the, you know, the, the, Second, the Second City Training Center is no longer our social convener, mm, yeah. and and making sure that that we are always hanging out with each other at this time every week, and we they, have to yeah. do that on our own. And right? You can yeah, find yes.
2: a space to do it, but which uh, you usually incur additional <laughs> costs. As yeah, as yeah, 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 You know, like, cause you have to There's... pay after you finish the conservatory. You have to pay to rent those rooms, you sure. know, if you want to rehearse
0: in there. Yeah,
1: no, and it's I mean, and it's all fairly affordable. So you it's... need a stage to rehearse in. Not a though,
0: stage, cause... a room,
1: but a space. Like, yeah. it's
0: So, like, apartment won't do.
2: But it would have to be a spacious enough apartment. Like
1: a big enough. Okay. <laughs> like, like the apartment we're in for for our listeners at home. Listen, listen to the size of this apartment. It's pretty big. Right. <laughs> um. This, yeah, like this would work. This sort of size is Yeah, because think, I'm thinking, work. like, well, no, the, man, if
2: somebody crashes into that TV, I'm gonna do, get pissed. We'll do it over there.
1: <laughs> um, I'm just
0: thinking the stage it's at at uh, comedy is not huge. That's not a huge space. It's no. Very
2: deep.
1: It is pretty deep. Yeah. <laughs> um. It, yeah. No. Like, and there's lots of spaces that are fairly affordable, like for, yeah. t- for, by Toronto standards. Right. Um. Uh, but then also, like, there's people's apartments. We've done that a couple of times. Some people live in, like, condo units or whatever, and sometimes there's, like, rooms, like event rooms, rooms that you can book oh, yeah, yeah. off. We've done off that at and... uh,
2: Neilu's house.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's ways around it. There's oh, ways okay, cool. to do it. and But, you know, it does make it harder. you because, just got to find that place. Yeah, yeah well, because sure. it used to be that, like, the Second City Training Center and, the, and the, wonderful, yeah. the wonderful folks who work there would just sort of all let us know when we were supposed to hang out, and then we would go and do it. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
2: What we need, I think, is just an overarching command unit people telling us where to go and where to be yeah
0: uh, but the trick is being not for yourself
2: exactly or
0: having someone in your troop that does it the troop mom. Yeah. yeah, I'm
2: always the troop mom. I hate being the troop mom. Yeah, but you're
1: really good at organizing stuff. Are
2: you the troop mom, Ryan?
0: I no, I'm not
1: really. It, it's. I mean, I'm. I, I, I am often pushing conversations like because okay. people will get busy, and I'm I'm probably the least busy of us right now. So lucky. so well lucky and not um, <laughs> poor. Talk to me. Talk to me on Mr. Noodles night. Um, but uh, thankfully, I love ramen noodles.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, less and less as the, <laughs> as the days wear on. Um, so I'm often the one that's sort of like, hey, hey, where are we at with this? Or did we, you know, oh, or, oh here's a thought. What about this? Right. You know, but no, I'm definitely I don't think we kind of have a mom. I think okay. that there's, uh, you know, I think there's a couple of us in the troop that do have a tendency to mom a bit. Okay. But also don't like to have to do that. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, I, I think that we do sort of kind of try and look out for each other and make sure that, that no one's doing all the momming. It's a shared you know? parenthood. I'm hoping. I'm <laughs> hoping. I, it takes I a
0: village <laughs> <of> <laughs> to yeah. raise a comedy troupe. It's true. <laughs> it
2: takes a troupe.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My big struggle I've found, my big creative struggle the last probably five or six years um, has been r- really a struggle of confidence mm. and a struggle of... Uh, of y- I don't, I don't want to overstate things by saying sort of like my mental health because I'm not, I'm not in any particularly bad way or anything like that. Like I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm absolutely a functional human being, but like, you know,
2: Uh, uh, for the record, Ryan showed up not wearing pants. So I don't know how you want to take that statement. He had a nice (laughs) towel though.
1: (laughs) I just thought maybe you had some spare (laughs) pants around here. (laughs) And that you'd be compelled to give them to me <laughs> if I didn't have any on.
0: In Ryan's defense, Bree's email stated it was pants optional. <laughs> I, well,
2: I get excited.
0: You
2: yeah. <laughs> You're not wearing <laughs> pants right now, Bree. I go crazy with
1: powers. tone. Tone is hard to parse in email sometimes. <laughs> so, I mean, it, you know, it's not like, you know, I'm, I'm not dealing with anything, you know, very, very severe or extreme or anything like that. Um, but, you know, I had before I moved to Toronto about five years ago, I had a rough few years. Just personally, um, in my first couple of years in Toronto here were were very difficult and kind of lonely and and hard, you know? That's Um, a big move. It's a big move. And the reasons I were moving were like, there were a lot of sort of personal stuff I was leaving behind in Edmonton. Mm. Um, And and then I was out here and everything was kind of different. And I'd lived out here briefly a, a few years before that. And it was much better then. Like it was just I lucked into a lot more stuff then. Oh man! And yeah. then I came back the second time, and none of that worked out for me. Like I had trouble finding an apartment. I had trouble finding a job. I had trouble uh, in like relationships that I had around that time, and in maintaining friendships. And I got a little self-destructive and a little weird, and and so I lost a few years to kind of dealing with all of that. Shit, sure, dude. Um, and it it's very hard to be like I I do know some people that are very they can use that and few, and that can fuel their creativity somehow and they can really take like a bad place they're in and, and turn it into something. And I'm ne- I've am never been one of those people. I need to be in kind of a stable place. Oh, alright. Um, I can go through some sort of hell or I can deal with some like serious stuff but before I can sort of Figure out a way to sort of usefully express it. It's kind of you got to get out of that. I got to get out of it. I got to yeah. and then review it, you know,
0: it from a safe from, distance.
2: Yeah, I exactly.
1: got yeah. I, yeah, I got to get back home before I can write about my journey. You right. know what I mean? Like it's it's a so that that until recently has been a heck of a struggle, and I think that uh, my foray into sort of um, comedy and uh, taking improv classes, I started that as absolutely just a very mercenary like my agent was just like oh they like to they like to see second city on the resume so i was like cool i'll take a couple of classes I'll there i'll get that on the resume I'll pad, <laughs> I'll pad my resume with that and then it turns out i really liked it and i got really oh, into cool. it and i got really and that kind of kick started me creatively a lot um, oh, that's working that's a good thing. Yeah. working in teams has been great and, and sort of uh, uh, the new discipline of sort of learning how to write sketch comedy because it's very different than plays which was the thing i was kind of writing before that's
2: interesting. Uh, Let's talk about... Uh, playwriting? Playwriting and sketchwriting. Yeah. Oh, this is uh, funny, because you, you ta- just
0: mentioned the, the play contest coming up.
2: Yeah, there's a play con- What was that for? I don't even remember what it was. Uh, oh, it was uh, uh, the Fringe Festival. The Toronto just, Fringe has oh, got a yes. Playwriting yeah, play yeah. competition. So, uh, did you take a sketchwriting class at Second City? Uh,
1: you know, I I did. Uh, I, I did sort of... After I was already sort of in conservatory for, I was probably in you know more than halfway through, and and there was an opening in a in a writing class and they were like, you guys can take this if you want and so I was like yeah I'll give that a try why not, um, but no mostly I kind of learned it from from conservatory from conservatory and I took like a, you know sort of like a premise uh, a premise. Premise prov, prov, yeah. Premise Prov class, um, you know. Was that
2: Carly as well? That was Carly yeah, as well. That's crazy. when I
1: first met Carly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, she's great. She's one of my favorite people. She's um, a
2: delightful woman.
1: Yeah, yeah, she absolutely is. And she's, like, just so badass and so, like, smart. And She
2: kicks ass and takes names. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. It's great.
1: It's great. Carly Heffernan! <laughs> this is, now it's the Carly Heffernan podcast. Oh, man, we should um, ask Carly to be on yeah, yeah, do it one day. Do it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no. So, so no. It was mostly just sort of learning through being in conservatory and. and so is
2: that still the process that you use uh, when you're writing your sketches, doing it through improv, based on a premise that you have found, say, in the news or?
1: I think so. Like, I mean, it, it's you know, uh, we've been, you know, for the last six months, the the class that is no longer technically a class has been hard at work on like the show that we did. and so that's where most of the work I've done has gone. but right. like uh, a couple of my classmates and I've sort of generated some other ideas since then and it's all been very much in that wheelhouse. okay. because that's how we all learn to work together. So we're like still doing that. That
2: makes sense. Yeah,
1: but like I mean as I you know, I think as I go through this and I, I start working with different people who are who are coming from a different place than I came from, probably every every process is slightly different. Um, and I imagine, <laughs> yeah. I imagine that, you know, it'll be, sometimes it'll be very righty yeah. and sometimes it'll be very improvy. Impro- yeah. and, and either way is fine. Like I kind of feel like I'm solid enough that I can, I can go either way.
2: Cause I usually use about three different techniques to write a sketch that I've learned. So three different, like what I learned at second city, what I learned at Humber, what I two different things that I learned at Humber and they were all you know, something uh, was something that Dan Harmon had written uh, based on how he writes and structures his oh, episodes. Oh, is that like of sort of the like the eight-part circular? Yeah, thing. yeah, that's
1: really interesting. And then the I haven't looked at that in a few years, yeah. but I remember like, oh, this is great.
0: Is that the thing you haven't
1: sent to me yet?
2: Oh, uh, if you uh, were able to use Google, you would be able to find oh, you it put, yourself. Oh, no.
0: oh, okay, never mind. Sorry, <laughs> I thought there was something specific you were going to send to me.
2: Oh, I don't remember. Never we'll mind. Have to go back into the brain. I'll have a look at that. Okay. Sorry. Uh, and how do you find that the, your, the sketch writing, other than that you write it through improv, how is it very different than when you were writing plays?
1: Well, I mean, plays are kind of a long game if you're comparing right. them to sketch, right? I mean, you're, you're looking at filling, I mean, uh, my writing has always tended to be on the short side. Like even when I was like, you know, writing full length plays when I was, I went to the playwriting program at the national theater school in Montreal. Ooh. Uh, years ago, like two thousand one to two thousand four. It still counts, uh, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's in the distant past. That still happened. <laughs> yeah. um, it doesn't feel like it happened. It like, <laughs> it like it like it it feels like so long ago. Another and I've done again. so many different things in my life since then. And I'm just like, oh God, I was like at like this big de- this big deal theater school for like three years, and it was like this big thing for a while, and it was. And that was cool at the time, but it's like so much has happened since then. I'm like, that's that's not even real. That's a dream I had one time.
2: Those things uh, that like you've you spent so much energy on thinking were such huge deals when you were younger. Yeah. And, and years later, you're oh, like, oh. And I
1: wouldn't trade it for anything. I mean, I like just you know you, you know even just the education, what things I learned aside, like just the experience of being around like a, an entire building full of brilliant people. And just having sort of three years to be kind of like to bum around Montreal oh, so and just nice. hang out. Oh, it's so great! I would do it again in a second.
2: Even in February.
1: <laughs> even in February, I'm from Edmonton. Oh, <laughs> oh that's yeah, that's a good point. That's right? fine. It's, <laughs> oh, it's kind of nice out. <laughs> but like, I, I mean, even when I was in at, at NTS and and the idea was that we were writing full length plays, my full length plays were like full length one acts. They were like. Okay. 60 to 90 minutes like that okay. that okay. that is as long as i can make a play
0: oh, 90 minutes is pretty long man.
1: yeah it's long it's long um it's too long for a one act uh <laughs> in my humble opinion uh fringe artists take note um <laughs> but uh but you know, so like i always tended to on the short side i always like i i was all the note i always got was like you need to expand this a little more. And I was, I was like, I don't think that I do. It's
2: not necessary. I th-
1: no, I think that, you know, but even even like a short play is like 20 minutes. Right. Or, or you know, or, you know, and it's not like, it's more of a long game than a sketch is, where like you kind of ideally want to get in and out of there in like three, two, two to three yeah. minutes, ideally. It depends what you're doing. There are certain f- formats and there are certain kind of games that you can play in a sketch that'll... Extend the length, like town hall scenes, where right. you got a person on stage taking questions, quote unquote, from the audience, and you've got all oh, the rest of the cast planted in the audience, yeah, saying ridiculous things. Those tend to run five or six minutes or whatever, but it, you know, it's um, it's mostly very short, and the idea is for it to be short and to get in and get out of there as quickly as you can. But you know, sketch, and that's the other thing about sketch is that you know they're less subtle. Right. That was that was a big thing that that was the big that was a big thing that was a big difference that I, I still struggle with occasionally, is that idea that when you're writing a sketch, all of the sort of basic, like just the stuff the audience needs to know to understand what's going on, like, Who like right. yeah, like uh, you know, you we're, gotta get that right out. Yeah, we're <laughs> at a farmer's market and you're my sister and, and we're doing having that.
0: A, that doesn't sound stupid. Yeah, and way. we're
1: having a fight about dad and it, like you know and in in a play. You would take like
2: a lot of time. Yeah. Three
1: three scenes over ten minutes to to just sort of work all that information in so that the audience just sort of suddenly knows all that stuff. And with sketch, it's really very much like, Well, sis, here we are at the farmers market. <laughs> I think you're wrong about dad. There you go,
0: bang. You know, bang,
1: but then you can get into the sketch because the point is not to be a subtle storyteller. No, it's the humor the, the, the point is like the point is like we have a point to make comedically and we're just gonna get to it right i
2: uh, in in my experience uh, of writing sketches it's been a lot of like so you write your sketch you write your sketch you're like oh shit this thing's like three or six pages long and you just sort of reread it and then you find that spot on like page three where the sketch is actually supposed to start yeah and then you uh, just get yeah. rid of the rest of it no i
1: had that in playwriting too i had the, as, a, as a screenwriter and a playwright and a and a director uh, kate Schlemmer was a. Uh, uh, and we're still very good friends. Uh, she she was my uh, dramaturg for my third year at NTS, and that Mike was doesn't know what a
0: dramaturg. Is. I've um, heard the word, but I can't remember. The um, name.
1: I hate to tell you, Nick. I, would... I, I hate to tell you, Nick, but uh, but the theater community at large doesn't really seem to know what oh. a dramaturg <laughs> is. Um, ostensibly, when you're talking about the generation new work, when you're talking about new scripts being written, a dramaturg is generally uh, someone who is not the playwright who is is kind of uh, in an advisory capacity, um, in terms of like getting the playwright to sort of re-examine some of the choices they've made as far as the script goes. Or maybe trying to get them to take a different tack or a different perspective, and like it's basically just like, kind that of like, like an a, editor, kind of. Kind of an it's kind of like in publishing it would be an editor. Oh, okay. In in theater it would be a dramaturg. So
0: someone says like, well, this is your work and this is how it could work on the stage. Yeah. Or, or it's, it's
1: like or it's like this doesn't seem to make as much sense. I think you need to look at that oh. and figure out a better way to convey this information or whatever. And my big problem at the time was that yeah, I would do that. I would do the thing where I would like write a whole scene and a half. And then she would just sort of flip through and kind of go, This is where your scene starts <laughs> on page four. Uh, when, right. Like when, when this person looks at the other person and is like, You are so full of shit. You know? And it's like, That's like the light should come up and she should be going, You are so full of shit. Uh-huh. That's where it starts. The six pages that you wrote before it. Yeah. And I'm like, Well, I needed to get to that moment. And she's like, Great. And it, it, she just, <laughs> it, it was she was like, Great, but that's, that's runway. Like you, you needed to build yourself this runway so the plane could take off that's for you. This is part of the right But we n- n- yeah, we need to see fine. the we need to see the plane taking off, right? Yeah. Like yeah, that's where yeah, yeah. we should start is the plane taking off. In
0: the off. script writing that's laying pipe. And, right. and yeah. you have to build that into the thing to make it interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the pro- that's the thing is a lot of the information that gets cut and then it's like I do have to put this back somewhere though because yeah. it's things that That's you on need you to know. do. Yeah. <laughs> it's great, but I think it's to be more invisible and it needs to- so it's good to learn all that stuff. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Like that is a similarity as it's like, it's I think we all do have a tendency to overwrite. Writers have a tendency to overwrite.
0: Yeah, because it's um, beautiful. <laughs> the written word yeah. is gorgeous and shouldn't be cut at all. Yeah, no,
1: and I'm I'm absolutely with you. That's like my biggest bad habit as a writer is. But, but now you have
2: to kill your babies. Yeah, this yeah. Day. but the
1: entire
0: rest of the world who aren't writers don't want all that garbage. <laughs> they just want to get get to the good yeah. part.
1: <laughs> well, and I found it when I was younger and I was writing and I thought I was brilliant. Oh, I, like when you get an editor yeah. when
0: you're young and it's like and you're was, stupid. Oh, was Why was don't you such, understand how such an asshole. I
1: was like twenty three, twenty four, oh, and I man. was and I was pretty good. Like, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty good, and I knew I was pretty good. I was cocky about it, but like, I was such an asshole to people that that, that, that could have helped me so much.
0: Oh shit! And
1: and sometimes like stuck it out and did help me anyway, but like, I was such a prick. I was such a little. But there are a prick. lot
2: of people like that. You know what I mean? Like you hear about these tons of comedians are like that. Like sure, stand up comics will just do the stupidest shit and be total assholes and suck for the longest time until something is like
0: click clicked and yeah. then
2: they they just sort of get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> then they have to carry I've the
0: asshole it. years on them.
2: Well, I've seen it, man. I've seen people be assholes and all of a sudden they're just kind of like, "Oh, you've learned your lesson." Mm. And you can see it in your stand-up now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's it's a it's a very weird thing, but that and I think that's very true is that it, we all we all love to be brilliant and just write <laughs> yeah. write our beautiful phrases that, that, and it was like, and the really good mentors now that I regret being so defensive with. And so <laughs> they were always like, essentially like, and they, sometimes they would put it more kindly and sometimes they would put it more harshly, but their message was essentially, nobody except you and me gives a shit about this stuff. Yeah, Nobody cares how good this writing is. They just, <laughs> just want to know what's going to happen next they want to care about these people and they want to be invested enough to want to know what happens next. Yeah. Do you think
2: oh, that's the same in like a novel or is it different because it's something you have to see?
1: I think it is different in a novel because I think with I think particularly with with writing that is performed um there is kind of there needs to be an immediacy to it right there needs to be you need to be you need to be able to get all the information within on the first like 90 go. minutes 90 pages yeah.
0: or whatever like that. but a novel could be as big as you want it yeah and that's, a novel
1: is a lot more about the writing right like it's you're literally you're literally looking at the words on the page well right and
0: when you're buying the book you know there's that whole thing don't judge the book by its cover but if you see a book that's freaking massive you know it's gonna meander a little bit right and if that's your thing then go for it sure um but yeah if you want to watch a movie you don't want to sit there for 4 hours and exploring the quality of the light in the scene Right
1: right unless it's you know Magnolia that then that's okay that movie can do whatever it wants <laughs> <laughs> That that movie is, is, is can do no wrong
0: It's very pro penis
1: <laughs> What Magnolia Yeah No was all
0: respect in the cock no, that's the Tom, Tom Cruise's character. That's piece. what I took away from that movie.
1: <laughs> well, I feel badly for you because uh, because he was a villain in that piece, and what? the, mo- and the never- movie was the movie was the movie was making a commentary about guys no. like that. I'm sorry, man.
0: Uh, I'm sorry another... that,
1: that is all I remember from that movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, that wait, so another another, an-
2: another good topic. Uh, Brian, you're uh, one of the only guys I've met in the improv community who is uh, very open about your feminism.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, Brie mentioned that on the way in.
2: I sure did. Oh. Well, I was here to begin with. Well,
1: feminism. that makes me... You know, I, I. that's not to say that there's not a bunch of feminist dudes in no. the improv community. Because, like there are yeah I know a bunch of them but like, yeah they probably maybe wouldn't identify like that and I don't you, know and
2: you engage in discussion about it frequently you know oh, its rare that I would hear just you know uh, you know another improviser just you know talk about women's issues
1: well it's I mean it's it's important I mean especially in comedy yes <laughs> uh, you know it, I mean especially in an in a, in institution like comedy that, is, that is, Really, like, and I mean, I can't speak to comedy in other. I I can barely speak to comedy in Toronto, to be honest. I'm so new, but I've observed some things. Yeah, and a thing that I have observed, and I don't think this is exclusive to Toronto or exclusive to comedy at all. But um, yeah, it's not like it was. It was made for dudes, and for the longest time, it was. It was like it was just dudes in the club. Um, or if, or if the the women that were there were there in a in a very sort of
0: just making up the numbers kind token. of thing or to, uh, in, a, token in a in, to a, in
1: a token or in a boosterist sort of capacity or or you know we're, we're playing the guys game yeah right. um, yeah, yeah, yeah and and i f- that i mean that's happening way less you know you have you have comedians like uh, Jess Beaulieu and Natalie Norman who are you know
2: The Crimson Wave
1: The Crimson podcast. Wave uh, podcast which is also a very good podcast It's a podcast about menstruation, Uh, and it's amazing. And
0: uh, so, not about Alabama football.
1: No, no, that's 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 roll tide, isn't it? That that's not yeah, yeah, crimson tide, Um, yeah, not wave. But uh, you know, like they're not they're not playing the they're not playing the dudes game. They're not you know. There's
2: they're they're doing their they're doing their own thing specifically, playing to the ladies, the ladies' card. Cool. Yeah. And like to the umph degree. Mm-hmm. Which is important I think because you bring it to like bring it to that extreme and yeah. then we, you know, if a bunch of It's women moving the goalposts and, and stuff, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well and and I mean on top of all that, you know, they're very feminist and they're very aware of the culture that they're in, and they're very aware of, of the problems with that culture, both the culture at large and the culture of comedy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and they're not happy about it, and they're often very angry about it, and they're very vocal about it. And then on top of all that, they're also fucking hilarious. Very funny ladies. They're fucking hilarious, and you know, and it's great because I, you know, I think that there's such a there's such a defensive knee jerk, um, from the from the dude world about feminists being humorless and feminists there is yeah there is that before the crimson
2: wave had their all well it's not even an all-women show they um but before it's it's, it's like a lot of women and then a lot of pro-women dudes and a lot of lg yeah yeah, no they had to
1: be like i think they probably had to be like cool with jess and and natalie to get on that show for sure
2: before that show existed uh catherine mccormick catherine mccormick Called Queer as Fuck. Lover. Actually, even before that, I don't. Know I did. I but. did
1: one of one of two stand up sets I've ever done at was a at, at an F- amateur F- night at or like a new a new co- comedians night at Queer as Fuck. Uh. Right.
2: But yeah. But it, there, she was having a show. Initially, it was just women, and queer people. And all the, that's and all when,
1: the dude bros got pissed off. They well. did, that was, That's yeah. when it was laughs at yeah. slacks. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that, yeah. And, and it was a lesbian bar, so it was absolutely exactly. appropriate I've a couple of those with you, but right? But
2: some, yeah, at least, you went my, I had a Your very birthday funny one. birthday show yeah. there once. Yeah, yeah, uh, That's when I was doing more stand-up, which I would like to get back to doing. Great. Crimson wave. Uh, <laughs> I, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, there were dudes who would go into the, the bar and... and Father Catherine yeah. because she this wasn't letting sexist. straight dudes. Yeah. Exactly. oh yeah, like and, the then, and then and then here comes sexist. the reverse yeah. sexism yeah. Exactly, and it, Go was, it, was, it was crying to your animal. fucking
1: fedora. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and what's great about Catherine is she's just not having any of it. You no, know what I mean, like, no, yes.
1: I. I it, it was a lot of online exchanges as yes. well. I like, I, I think it did get like in person a couple of times for sure. But, like, the online exchanges I saw were brutal. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I won't name names or anything like that, um, but, You just like, have to
2: go to the, t- the Toronto stand-up community uh, yeah. Facebook page.
1: But it was fucking brutal, like, and, and it was, like, just sort of things, like... Like, just things that were, like, bad form, no matter what the show was. Like, hey, I've never even gone and seen your show, but, like, I just want to be on it.
0: It yeah. speaks of and coming it, from a place of fear, though. It's these guys who are maybe not succeeding, and they I, feel like... If it was I'm c- being excluded from this place. But you're not seeing the big picture of it. They, by doing this stuff, by moving the goalposts like we mentioned, you're making the comedy world bigger. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, th- it gives you to let it happen. Yeah. If it was purely fear, I'd probably be okay with that. I oh, think, but okay. I think, you're thinking. I think a little fear from that corner of the community might be okay. Um but it was it was the entitlement that went with it as well oh, like it was yeah. like my reaction to the way i'm feeling right now is to just try and aggressively reassert the status quo right um it's uh, great for comedy yeah yeah i know all those edgy comedians that are like violently defending the status quo go you're so edgy um keep things the way they are like edgy comedians yeah. looking at you dennis miller <laughs> um but no but so but like like i remember some of those exchanges got so ugly and like i won't get into them because they're not my stories to tell but like gross yeah. like seriously absolutely. aggressive absolutely like reading the comment section of a newspaper
0: article yeah like exactly. just
1: just so gross and like you know catherine was always you know she she, zero she, she would start she would start very um you know very professional about and it or, of fact, and, and a little yeah. you know and a little with a little bit of a you know like she would always sort of go like some straight dude would just be like I'd like to do this show and she'd be like sorry it's queer and it's, yeah it's queer and female comics only may I suggest any other room in the yeah, city exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was kind of you know that was a thing I heard her say a lot and yeah. and they just c- couldn't handle that. It was it was insane.
2: How dare you not, yeah. How yeah. dare you not let me... Yeah, how, guy. how dare
1: there be exactly one Show. stage yeah. in this city that, <laughs> that I can't get up on, on, like yeah. every other Wednesday.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: You know, like it was, yeah. It,
2: but it, it also speaks to uh, the nature of the demand. How successfully attended those shows were. Mm-hmm. Like Catherine could bring a lot of people out to her shows who just are starved for you know women and queer s- s- performers you know yeah
1: i mean i know that those were the only rooms i ever went to i would go to you know crimson Wave. i've gone to crimson wave a couple of times when queer as fuck was on i would go to queer as fuck uh daniella sayoni's got west end girls Yeah. you know but oh, those yeah, those are the only i'm not gonna go to like you know, and again I don't the, yeah, Like I can't I can't even pull a name out of the air. Like I'm not naming names because I'm trying to protect anyone, it's just I can't think of one. Well a lot of um, the like
2: stand up rooms for just dudes are, yeah. are are poorly attended. It's just a bunch of other guys waiting for their yeah. turn to go up on stage and well, shit on everything.
0: Yeah, and how and, much perspective is there left on the uh, grumpy white guy? Yeah. Well, well there's still time. There was a, it. there
1: was an article there was an article about diversity in comedy uh, uh, that ran in a newspaper in the last few days.
2: Yes, Toronto. Um,
1: Toronto was it Torontoist. Yeah. yeah. Or I yeah I don't remember where think, it was, oh, but okay, like know. you know, and a lot of people t- you know, and they mentioned Crimson Wave, I think. And well, they, they called it a
2: trend. Th- is yeah. this the one you're talking about? Maybe, I one don't know. One like, of the latest trend in I know comedy. The, I, know the, I, know <laughs> and, yeah, I know
1: they went and got the... I know they went Yeah, I know they went and got the The incredibly valuable opinion of the Yuck Yucks guy.
0: Uh, Mark Reslin?
1: Uh, yeah, I think yeah. that's his name. But it was... And it was... <laughs> it was insane. It was... In, like, the things he said were so dumb. It's hard, right? Because then you get worried about it and you're just like, oh, I don't want to make trouble. I don't want to burn bridges. And it's just sort of like... Are those really good bridges? Yeah. Like, Maybe maybe those are shitty bridges. They're old bridges. They're yeah. about to crumble anyway. You need more bridges. <laughs> yeah. newer bridges with boobs on them. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> sorry. That, uh, that, sorry.
0: Doesn't, that
1: doesn't seem to be
0: helping anything. Uh, no, uh, I completely disagree. <laughs> Hashtag boob bridges. Uh, no, I don't know. No, they, I mean, you got to move on. And it's, it's going to benefit everyone to do it as well, to expand the voice. You'll get more well, audiences.
1: That's, I mean, I do think that's the problem, right? I do think that that's, that's the problem with a lot of this, is that these kind of changes will benefit everyone. And the only people that have a problem with that are the people who are currently benefiting. Because mm-hmm. they're, like, the they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that means we'll benefit less. Yeah, you know, I mean, w- well, from, I mean, they, from they their probably perspective benefit
0: the same amount, but just other people will be benefiting too. Which, yeah. Uh, ugh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know, but it's weird because I do remember in that article that the the yucks, yuck the yuck yucks guy the way he talked about female comedians it was, very it was like very now. much like he was talking about prop comics <laughs> or or you know like a piano actor yeah, like yeah. I don't even like, fucking rah, know what the yeah. you know yeah it's and it's just it's. And it's just like, oh, no, there's two women on the bill. Like, that's exactly the same thing.
0: That, it's, so, a like, right so, now, so
1: you're going to yeah. get, like, if you get, like, Hodo Hersey and, and like, uh, you know, Jess you on the same bill, that's going to be exactly the same thing? No. no.
2: Oh, my goodness. Completely different acts. Completely yeah. different. Well, that's to say, like, Yuck Yucks, as an example, in terms of their respect for diversity, they'll have, like, a Nubian knight sure like that's you know like and i hear that's a great night i hear that's a great room of course it is because the comics are great but why not incorporate them into like your regular yeah scene you know it's
1: so so strange and it's like and i don't i can't speak with a lot of authority about the the stand-up world because like i have friends who are stand-up comedians like i'm friends with Catherine. i'm friends with like jess and and natalie to a certain degree and and you know, and that's my perspective. Is like I kind of all the friends I made in comedy were the friends who were like doing the different stuff. Right. Mm. So I don't really know what the I don't know what the world at large is about. I do know from my limited experience with it when I was briefly toying around with the idea of like, well, maybe stand up something I want to do. And I went to just a couple of general rooms, and I was mm. like, Nope, this is not <laughs> anything I want to do. Oh, I will have punched eight people by the end of my first year. Yeah. Um. No. No. This is gross. This yeah. is a gross, toxic weird environment yeah. and there's a few great rooms but it, i just yeah. but i just can't hack it i just like and, and that's ultimately what it came down to because i like there are people who are out there and they're fighting and they're pushing and they're going to shows and they're getting shouted down and they're yeah. you know and they can hack it and they're to them it's worth doing that well that's that's and an I, old school
0: I just, model as well i
1: couldn't hack it i could not hack it so
0: you're probably looking more for the alternative rooms and this is what you're seeing. I'm looking here. for
1: the alternative rooms. I'm looking, you know, and then I got into improv and I got into sketch because of my theater background. I'm like, this is way more something that I'm familiar with and it's much more um, open and welcoming. It's much more open music. and welcoming. I, I I do sort of feel like the gross toxicity Exists. is there. It's just mm-hmm. it's it's a little further underground, but it's around. Yep. I've definitely heard shitty weird comments from from male improvisers. Gross. Usually they're Twenty something and the worst people, Ugh. and they don't, and, <laughs> oh. and they're not in the community very long. Oh, okay. Um, or they or they or they fucking grow up or the whatever. The worst
2: is when they are in the community very
1: long. Yeah, yeah, and I don't. And again, I, like I'm so new, I don't really know enough about all of that. Like I know.
2: Let's gossip, right? Yeah,
1: well, let's gossip once up. the mic's off. Yeah. Um, but but you know, like it, it's it's a more it's a more welcoming place, or at least there's an acknowledgement that. Those kind of sentiments are gross, yeah, and and are something that you should hide if you have <laughs> them, and yes. and that's not the best thing. The best thing would be to just sort of like w- work <laughs> work to get rid of those attitudes. But if the best thing you can do is like hide them and don't bother anybody with them, I'll take that. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Um. So do you
0: think that's down to the medium, though? Whereas like stand up, you're the lone wolf.
1: I if think I that it to, is. Yeah. I think that it is And improv.
0: Improv, you to be good, you need the other person.
1: It's a team. Building it. It's yeah. a, it's a, a it's team-based too. thing. Well, no, it's <laughs> it yeah. helps,
0: though, right? Like you've talked about having an improv set where you've had to carry it, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I've I've done that just doing on your show, and it feels like oh my god, it is heavy lifting.
1: <laughs> well, and it's. I mean, it's. I do think that overall, improv and sketch, because because it's a group of people making a single thing. Yeah. Um, it, it it's more team based yeah. and it's more it's more it's more of a social thing. There's a there's an undeniable social element to improv and to sketch yeah. that that can sometimes get in the way and can sometimes hinder things because yeah, okay. you're sometimes making decisions motivated by entirely sort of social and political concerns. Um, but um, overall, I think that it it sort of helps to regulate things in a way that in stand-up, it's like, you can be rewarded for kind of being way out there on the edge. You can be a Doug Stanhope. You can be a, you know, you can be a, uh, like, Bill, like it's like, Bill Burr's not, like, the worst thing in the world, but, I like... like Bill I do. I, love <laughs> yeah, no, I I think he's I think he's very, very funny, but, like, you know, he's, uh, he you know, he does go into, like, the assholey territory where I'm like, ugh, uh, I know you're just being real or whatever, but... <laughs> You know, oh,
0: he's just taking the contrary position on well, on
1: lady issues. I hope, oh. um, but he, you know, he said some. Uh, my understanding is, and again, I haven't directly heard these. My understanding, is he said some pretty garbagey thing about trans people, and I'm not into that. Oh, the um, Bruce Jenner stuff. Maybe oh. the Caitlyn Jenner stuff. Yeah. Um, Don't, damn it. <laughs> but no, but like uh, whatever. Like I mean, it's it's. I'm not here to police people's acts. Like no. I'm not. Uh, you know, I just won't go to them and see them or whatever. But like there's a guy, like a guy like Doug Stanhope. I find his outlook on the world legitimately terrifying. <laughs> yep. But he's also really funny. Yeah. And like he yeah. makes me involuntarily just scream laugh sometimes and I'm just like these are the wrongest things you could possibly say. I
0: find his stuff like a- apocalyptic comedy. It's kind
1: of apocalyptic. It's kind of like it's just like these are the it's dudes the most that the terrible are, world that could exist. These are the dudes that are going to be around after after ah. the after the big flash, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, like I mean, you know, it, it's a hard thing, right? And it's like that that world and that medium can really reward a kind of extreme Yeah. You know, even with it, like, even that kind of, like, that dim-witted sociopath sort of character that Sarah Silverman plays. Right. And it's obviously a character. It's obviously satirical. But she still says some legitimately heinous shit. Hey, uh, for Um,
2: example, I went to a Trailer Park Boys show. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right? Right? And um, as much as we know that they are playing characters that reflect... You know, their their audiences aren't are playing the characters. exactly. A lot yeah. of people who come to those shows are not on board. You know, they wow. do not see the difference.
1: No, it's that Beavis <laughs> they're, and Budhead thing. They're speaking to our oh, people exactly. Oh <laughs> yeah.
2: my god. Yeah, there's yeah. like there's
1: a there's a certain segment of of that kind of audience that they're not catching the irony.
0: Exactly, they're
1: not catching the commentary.
0: How weird is that for the performer? Eh? If you're drunk, it must uh, be uncomfortable. I don't it no, must no. be. Uncomfortable. Or do you? <laughs> yeah, if you start kind of going drinking your own Kool Aid, as it were. I don't know. I don't uh, know if these guys don't I, know. I, things, think, I think it
1: entirely depends on the performer. Agreed. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing uh, one of the, I and I think he's released like eight of these now, but like the evening with Kevin Smith sort of videos. Yeah. And I remember there was a, a great one where he, you know, he just gives a talk and he opens the floor up to questions. And I remember there was like a woman that got up to speak um, and, and had a, a very, you know, strong feminist viewpoint on chasing Amy. Hmm. Right. Which one ought to. Um, <laughs> And she was saying, like, you know, she was pointing out a lot of the ways in which that story is very problematic and, and, <laughs> uh, and possibly insensitive to certain things. Um, Kevin
2: Smith, insensitive to I know,
1: right? Me. Uh, but, but, I mean, to his c- credit, um, like, a bunch of the super fans in the audience just started, like, shouting her down and, like, trying oh, to, yeah. like, telling her to fucking shut up. And, blah, blah, and, and he, sh- he yelled at them. And he yeah. was like, shut up. Let her talk. Let her talk. Let her say what's on her mind. Shut up. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, and, and then his responses I thought were pretty weak. But I was just sort of like, well, yeah, good on you, man. But I think it. there, I think there are some performers who probably get caught up in that thing of their super fans who are, who are maybe like not getting a certain level of irony that they're they're playing around with. Right. Who might just sort of be like, well, these people all really love me. This is the most. This is the most yeah. amount of people that have ever loved me.
2: The most attention I've S- ever So, had.
1: you know, and I mean, and it, like, unfortunately in this business, like a lot of us, on to some degree or another, not entirely, I don't think ever, but to some degree or another, we're driven by that. Mm-hmm. We're driven by, uh, you know, um, attention and adoration and, and admiration and um, respect, uh, uh, you for know, sure. like just just for being who we are, we think. Um, yeah, people respect us and want to hear us and want to hear what yeah, we have to finally. say. Finally,
2: you know, mommy and daddy wouldn't. Sure. But now these guys are. And know? it's
1: you know, and that's overly simplistic, and I, it's definitely not always the case. I've definitely met people who are very good artists who are very very stable and, and not needy in that way or or, or or anything like that. But a lot of us are. A lot mm-hmm. of us are. It's work, a good driver. A lot of that's us are working through stuff, and, 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 and I mean, you yeah. know, we're working through stuff, and we're there's things that we need from people that that we don't feel that we can get in a normal way i guess or yeah um yeah and it, that's fine as long as you as long as you're doing that in a healthy non and you're not hurting f- anybody and you're not yet. hurting anybody you're not hurting yourself like that's fine i don't think there's anything wrong with that like if you figure out a way to do that why not yeah right yeah if
2: you figure out how to do that give me a call <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'm working on it. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's good though. It's, it's, I don't know. Like, I, I like to think that there are. I think that I like to think that there are more feminists in the entertainment industry, in comedy, in maybe not stand up, but like in, <laughs> in improv and in sketch than than they even think there are. Right. Than they even think they are. Like, I I feel like there are a lot of people that are just, uh, you know, because feminism, you know, certainly still faces its challenges, but is more pervasive in the world than it's ever been. Um, And and I think it's just, I think informed a lot of people's upbringings and informed the culture to a certain degree and needs to way more, but is doing it, I think, probably more than it ever has. Yeah, if you
0: track the arc of it within yeah. our
1: generation, you could see how it's oh, been, yeah. progressed. Yeah,
0: even even just
2: in the past couple of S- years. So
1: I really kind of and you know and still tons of room for improvement, please God. But um, but I think that that's really kind of like shaped people. So I think there are some people, particularly probably younger people, mm-hmm. who have sort of come up and would never think of themselves as feminists and would never use that word or would have a, like a weird thing about that word because they're on the internet and mm. they. They you see know how angry that word makes people, but who who just generally have a lot of really you know what are ultimately I feel feminist values ingrained in them and don't even think of it like that. That's their base setting. Yeah, are just sort of like a little more attuned to fairness and a little more attuned to attuned to justice and respect. Yeah, um, than than previous generations have yeah. been. Hope and so anyway. Still, lots of room for improvement, yeah. but like who knows. You know, so I like to think, I like to hope, and certainly there's a lot of dudes I know who don't use that word and would not like to use that word, but but who definitely um, embody those values mm-hmm. um, in a lot, you know, in a lot of ways. This
2: just goes to show the uh, power of language. Yeah. How powerful that one word is.
0: I think there was a big feminist
1: backlash around the 2000s. I think you're right. Yeah. Some of it is generational because I feel like, I mean, you know... Uh, I don't know what your family situation is because I just met you. Yeah. Um, but, uh, like, I kind of feel like, I mean, you know, if I had had the kind of life where, where I was going to get married and have kids, those kids would probably be, like, you know, in their early teens now. Um, and, uh, or coming up on their early teens now. And, like, you know, I just think that that's, like, you know, if dad's if dad's really cool, and, or like, you know, if dad's really into feminism and thinks that women should be treated equal and, and are willing to have really uncomfortable conversations about that at, yeah. the, at the dinner table, does that, that's how you're going to rebel. That's how you're going to push back, right? Oh, all right. Right? It's, it's, it's to like, it's
2: Mackenzie to be a feminist. Yeah, so
0: I should be very pro male in front of her, so she yeah. rejects
1: that. You know, because I remember like my parents were great people, like they were lovely people, and they, they, were, you know, but they just, you know, they grew up on a farm in Prince Edward Island, and then my dad joined the military, and they got married, and they had a very, very straight laced kind of like very straightforward. And the
2: military is a whole different. And the military is like yeah. a whole
1: like that's yeah. like that's like toxic masculinity on steroids, yeah. but uh, I, like. You know, and they're very—they're good people. They're not like I—I I always sort of feel like that most people, even if they talk weird shit, like if something bad was going down in front of them, they would do the oh, right f- thing. Fuck yeah, they yeah. would do the right thing. You know, like they would—they would. They would they would help that person, and they would make sure people were safe, and they were tr- like, you know... I feel
2: like, yeah, our parents are a bit homophobic until Milton came over, you know? And then they're like, this guy's I the best!
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: That, that... Generational stuff. Yeah. yeah. They grew up where Welland would have <clears throat> the police breaking up, uh, like... bathhouses, bath and uh, yeah. guys having to hook up in the bathroom and yeah. stuff like that. Ugh. And Johnny Carson would make fun of it nationally. Right. So that's where it was, that's what they grew up with. Yeah. Like, well, okay. That's,
2: yeah, that was what was culturally accepted. Yeah.
1: Well, I remember, I remember my parents had a big struggle, um, and they were always very sort of quiet and like, it never came to like some screaming match in the middle of the night or anything. But like, I was a theater kid from early on. Like I was in my like mid to late teens. I was, I was in theater. I was interested in musical theater. I was a a lot of the people I was making theater with were, were gay or were sort of on the fence about things wow. yeah.
0: you will not wear tight yeah in this or, house. Were, or we're
1: figuring out <laughs> or were figuring out who they were and we're like you know and I think that really concerned my parents when my friends who started coming over, some of whom were you know um, you know defi- it, definitely obviously definitely gay everybody. well I don't want to say obviously gay that's but like you know who, who sort of, whose whose behavior sort of fits like what my parents stereotype of a gay person would be, okay, right? Yep. Um Milted. yeah, <laughs> and and uh, you know, and they were very concerned about that, I think. Like they were worried, right? And it's like what if that rubs off on people Well, what like you know, like the 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 the, uh, the joke the the, joke, the way I was put it is like, well, you know, what if you catch the gay? <laughs> um but, you know, and then they just kind of realize, like, that's not how it works. Yeah, you're born with it. And, well, and like, and these people are just my friends, and they're lovely people, and we just enjoy each other because we get each other, and we all like the same things, and it's not some weird thing. It's just people being people and getting to know each other and being friends and taking care of each other. And, and you know, I don't think that they, like, ever would have been able to or willing to articulate all that, but I think they went through that, and were yeah. just sort of like, oh, this is no big deal. Well, it's because the... <laughs> you know
0: and The scope of human existence has always been so limited. Like this is what you you have to be a, a, a father, a provider. Go out and get the bread. The wife's got to stay at home. You got to produce kids. That's it's what they grew dad. up with, yeah. and they oh, kept. That's
1: a, sort of the long standing formula. Yeah, yeah they
0: can't. Like we're now in, a, we've reached in the West. We've reached a place where we can broaden that out, and yeah. and it's only yeah. happened because of prosperity. And, uh, technology and just reality. being able to hear the voices of others and experience like, no, just cause you're gay doesn't make you like frightening is, you know, you're a normal guy. You just like other guys. So you can hang out yeah. and talk. And, yeah.
1: And it's also like, I mean, you know, it's 2015 and that's also bloody obvious, but you know, like people, the, the culture had to come to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That didn't, it, yeah. we
0: weren't, yeah. For us, that wasn't the baseline. We went, we grew up seeing that transition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, this is just not all over the world. This is very no. much.
1: No, that's true. It's if still, you're in a
0: poverty-stricken country, you're still going out stoning gay people or whatever. Yeah. No, they, still, women, there's still there's yeah. still a
1: lot of very dangerous places in the world for, for anyone who. And the is, other scary is different.
0: The thing I I sometimes get scared about is like, what if we have a big setback culturally? What if something well, if bad some happens? Some to the economy? Handmaid's
1: Tale thing go on or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, just the fear of going back to that. No, I don't know. I don't I
2: don't like the to idea of repetition. repeat itself. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. I
0: don't know. I don't anyway. Know. This anyway wow. what us end on that slide. The apocalypse, is going through the roof. Hey,
2: it's called the constant struggle. Yeah. Like.
1: Yeah. It's true. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's all talk about the struggles of others. <laughs> uh, right. Like we know what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> like Oh, that's we've a good been, point. We get through it. Yeah. <laughs> um... I feel like we got very discursive there, and that's great.
2: One thing that I wanted to bring up is that it's it's certainly not your last chance at doing this. No. <laughs> Shit might come up where you have to get a day job again. Oh, of
1: course. I fully expect it. Yeah.
2: But it's not certainly not your, this isn't your last go. No. <laughs> no.
1: I, and I don't, and when I say, like, you know, I, I put that rather dramatically, um, but, like, when I say that, I don't sort of mean that like, if it doesn't work for me during this period of time, that's I'm just, just going to give up. You're hanging up the I just sort of mean like, well, you know, I just kind of are... mean like, you know, this is a shot that I don't think I'm going to have again. In right. terms of just the amount of, like, time and, and sort of... But
2: I think that's a huge, like, that's huge anxiety for people um, who are maybe not in their 20s anymore oh you, you gotta know? feel like oh I gotta succeed yeah, gotta now or yeah. it's yeah. over it's done before. oh yeah and, yeah and it is certainly something that I uh, say often and I had a an improv teacher at Humber Alan Gutman who was like are you in a hurry you
0: and know? you're like yeah kind of
2: I said yeah I you don't have, you don't we, have to be, you know. We
0: had this with me in one of our earlier yeah. podcasts, where
1: it's like, "Well, I want to start succeeding now." <laughs> I think
2: that's the nature of also being kind of an anxious person is that it's like, "I want to now, me, sure. me, now, now, now."
1: Yeah. Sure. Well, and I remember when I was very young, and I was like, uh, when I started doing all this creative stuff when I was a teenager. You just it, look
0: at other young people succeeding, and it's like, well, "Well, if I don't do it now, yeah." It?
1: But it also, it all came to me very easily. Like I was. Uh, I was, you know, and I mean, I look back at the stuff I wrote then and I'm sort of like, it wasn't as good as you thought it was. (laughs) Like, it was certainly better than like what my peers were making. And like, and it was, I was just sort of like, I was instantly good at writing. I was a pretty good actor. Like I was a, you know, I was a, and I I never trained and I never, and then I went on and I got training and I got, my taste got more refined and my ability got more refined. But I like, it always came, it always seemed to come very easily for me. And now that I'm older, it doesn't seem to come, because I have more self-doubt, mm. and I have more, and it's just easy, it's, it's harder to unlearn and learn new things when you get older. Like, that's just a, that's just, I think, a biological thing. That's, like, a neurological thing. Uh, so, I sometimes do get frustrated, and, and some of my friends who are the same age as me uh, do get frustrated when, like, because I think when you're younger, if you suck at something for a little while, it doesn't bother you as much. Right. Like, you're just sort of like, yeah, ah, well, like I'll, it, I'll, f- I'll figure it out. I'll pick yeah. it up. Like, whatever. But, I like, especially when you've come from being a younger person who picked things up really fast. And, <laughs> and and on the surface, it really seemed like that you just immediately knew how to do things. Or you were instantly good at things. Even if that wasn't true, that was your perception.
2: That's
1: how I felt when I tried to learn Spanish. Yeah. But like, what the hell? And then it gets hard and you get frustrated and you just kind of go, like... Well, I didn't get this right away, so clearly I'm never going to get this. Uh, and then you just walk away from it. <laughs> that's and what I
2: did with Spanish.
1: And I <laughs> am so stupid because I know that. I know that. I know that's a psychological phenomenon. Yeah. Um, and I know that, but I still feel it, and I still behave as if I believe it. Yeah, I guess it, that's, you know. a,
2: that's a... Uh, you have to sort of condition yourself otherwise at this sure. point, you know? That, and that's a big part of the, the mental process as well, is just being like, you know, that, that little voice in your head that's like, we're getting too old for this. Yeah. You, know, you have to be like,
0: fuck off.
1: Yeah. No, you really <laughs> do. You like, are. And then move <laughs> on. Well, I, you know. It, well, it's, uh, for,
0: for me, it's, it, it, it acts as a, a prioritizing thing. It's like, well, is it really important for me to do this? If it is, then who cares about the age? Just go for it. Yeah. Or if you're like, you know what? No, this isn't important. I need to focus on the stuff that I really want to do. Mm-hmm. So it could be a tool as well. I suppose.
1: Yeah. I suppose, yeah.
0: You just got to... Right now, I just got to... Because I've got so limited time. As Everything's got to be moving the ball forward. If
1: Yeah, know. I get what you mean. Yeah, I get what you're saying.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, the other thing is you wind up anything you try you kind of do learn something from it so it's it's true. It. yeah
2: every time you fail at something you yeah,
1: yeah, yeah you get notes yeah. <laughs> yeah no it's true i i, I thought about being a stand up comedian for 24 seconds and, and, uh, and i i was like and what i learned was like this is, this not, is not this is not something <laughs> i want to do this is not a world i will feel comfortable in oh but here are these lovely actor like comedy people over here was that yeah. part of the
0: room that you tried it in maybe or was it just well, no you... I,
1: I never tried it I, oh, okay. I, all i ever tried were in very supportive very friendly <laughs> and still rooms okay. no <laughs> okay. my my sets went fine my sets went okay like for first sets um, <laughs> But it was just like when I sort of went out into the larger community and was sort of like, ah, maybe I'll check this out. Maybe I'll sort of see where I fit in here. You're and then like, ah, I was just no, sort of like, no, Jesus, no. this is awful. Oh yeah. This is awful. This is full of like awful people. And it, there are absolutely lovely people in in the community as well. But I f- really feel they're outnumbered. Yeah. You know.
0: Tough ass gig.
1: Yeah. No, it is. It's it's hard, and it just it's hard in a way that I felt would make me miserable.
0: It's
2: hard to like. Oh, no. Yay, we're yeah, getting again. into the constant
0: struggle. I mean, it's I mean, just I mean, so I mean, hard.
2: <laughs> go into it again. Even people who are nice are mean. You know what I mean? Like Sometimes you could be like, oh, I made a buddy with this person, and then you hear them say something terrible about someone else, well, I mean, and you're just like, oh, God. I don't, well,
0: know, I don't know how to. I mean, people have bad days, though, Yeah. Have but, you never said anything stupid?
2: Oh, I say stupid things all the time. You just listen to this podcast for proof.
0: <laughs> you edit them all out. No, we wouldn't have enough time. <laughs> it would
2: just be a five-second podcast.
1: Hello, I'm, I'm Bree <laughs> Watson. Damn it! <laughs> I cocked up already.
2: Uh, here's one thing that I was like, if I ever lose my job, yeah. I'm just going to stay home and write all the time. And then I'm like, mm, there's no way I would do that. Nah. I'm not disciplined enough. Oh. Well,
1: yeah, no, I, 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 I definitely have big plans that, that I have yet to execute um yeah i it was weird because it was like when my job ended i was sort of like a month a month and a half before uh my graduation from conservatory at second city so so i was sort of like well i'm in the middle of that so i'll worry about that after that's done yeah um, and then I got over that, and then it was like, well, I'm in a really transitional phase right now. <laughs> so I'll worry about that when that's done. And I'm still in that transitional phase. So that's my excuse right now. Um, but yeah, no, like, I definitely want to, uh, I, I definitely want to, I mean, I'm definitely going to continue the writing in terms of like sketch and things like that. Um, I, I find all that stuff a lot easier because, you know, often you just, you have other people relying on you to, to come through. Mm-hmm. And I've always find that makes it easier for me to come through. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody,
2: cause you have somebody to hold you accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Like if,
1: like if the only, if the only person who's depending on, if the only person who's depending on me to, to hold up my end of the bargain is me, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Know? But if He's it's like friends you know. of mine, it's people I care about and people who trust me. Yeah. Yeah. You, you bet I'm going to do the work. Like you bet I'm going to, you, you say know.
2: you're working on a sketch project. Is that that's
1: not Peggy Molson, though? That's improv. No, Peggy Molson is improv. Um, uh, there's a couple of things that are kind of, um, uh, that are kind of like really like just at the beginning of things, so they're not really things yet. Um, there's a couple of recent conservatory grads from like different classes that are doing a show in November, uh, and I'm going to be doing that. So that'll be interesting because nice. that'll be me uh, making sketches with people I haven't done that with yet. That's cool. fun. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and, there's a few of us from our class, like from our graduated, dra- gra- now graduated class, <laughs> um, who, you know, who want to get some iteration of the class together and, and try to make a troupe or at least try to make a sketch show, right. uh, probably for late January. Make
2: sure you film it so you can submit to Sketchfest. Oh Fest. yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, although, although the, uh, the Sketchfest deadline is like October, so I, I don't.
2: know. I'm putting a show together. Within like five days of the, de- yeah. of the deadline, yeah, so that I could try to submit. Well,
1: I mean, we've got our we've got our con show on video, so that's true. So that'll that'll probably be because a bunch of us were talking about submitting, mm-hmm. so we'll probably just submit that. Be
2: like, see, look what we what we did. Yeah, and yeah, you had a really funny con show. So no, it was good. It was yeah. a good show. It
1: was a solid show. It so was. so yeah, I mean, those are all. Like, there's some things that are just right at the beginning, so they're not they're not they're nuggets. They're not super set yet. Yeah. Like, you know... um... Do you have a name yet? No. Okay. No.
2: Then they are nuggets.
1: Yeah, no, no, for sure. Your name should be Nuggets. Nuggets.
2: (laughs) No, don't do that. (laughs) See, that's another stupid thing that I'm going to (laughs) edit. No, I won't. We're keeping the nuggets, the nuggets, the nuggets conversation.
1: (laughs) Negative nuggets.
0: Yeah.
1: Are you nugging me?
2: (laughs) You know who you should have in that troop. Who? Nug.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, that would be funny. No,
2: that was. That
0: I've was, been listening to their podcast. They're great. Illusionoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Oh, I've heard. I've
1: heard. I've heard. That's good. But yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely come check out uh, Peggy Molson at the uh, TKO semifinals, October thirteenth, eight PM, the Comedy Bar.
2: And you're on Twitter.
1: And uh, I'm on Twitter as uh, Ryan F Hughes, all one word. Uh, middle initial F is in Frank. Uh, and then Peggy Molson's on there as as just. Peggy Mol- at peggy molson
2: great um, well thank you so much for yeah. being on the podcast thanks for having oh. me
1: it's cool to be on a podcast i was i always feel like super cool in the nerdiest way right uh, when i wind up on a podcast
2: that's how we feel about having a podcast yeah. it's great <laughs> okay,
1: that's this is party. podcast number three for ryan oh cool. Cool. yeah so podcast hat trick yes. podcast <laughs> hat trick yes
2: all right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Yes. Um, you can check us out at uh, Struggle Pod on Twitter, and on, uh, we don't have a Facebook. Nope. But you can also find Nick on Facebook. I I'm, mean, on Twitter.
0: I'm at Los Cinco's.
2: And I'm at Bree Ford.
1: Struggle on, everybody.
2: Struggle on.
1: Str- str- strug- struggle. Uh, struggle on. I think that was good. Cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: struggle Space bar. Space bar.
0: Oh, yeah. Space bar. And, and i would, I and would.